0: Hi, I'm Douglas Sinwiddie, and, and the Seller Room Sessions are my conversations with interesting people that have had key moments of change in their life and in business. You'll hear stories of real-life examples of people's desire to succeed and what the turning points were in their journey. Join me every week with a brew or a glass of something from the bar to listen into these stories and see if there's something you can use in your own life. Hello, and welcome to the Seller Room Sessions. Uh, today, we've got Kathy Barrett as our guest for the day. Cathy, um, you and I first met and um, two years ago now 18 months ago now um and you were working at a, a local agency called visual soft probably one of the biggest agencies in the uk actually weren't you um and you've originally come from down south and you had this whole journey up north um how about we go all the way back to the very start and talk about school days and things like that what were you like as a student
1: Wow, okay, long time ago. (laughs) I know I don't look it. (laughs) Um, So at school, I'm going to start with secondary school because I think primary school might be a little bit of a stretch, but I suppose what I learned about- Too long back in time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so interestingly, I think when I was um, at primary school, I was quite the popular kid and I was like in the cool gang and I did all the sports and was like super interested in all of the lessons and everything like that. Secondary school was a bit different because I think I kind of found my rebellious side a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I wasn't the leader of the pack anymore. And I kind of was, I guess I was a little bit bullied, which it, I don't think it affected me massively, but yeah, I definitely wasn't the leader of the pack anymore. Mm-hmm. So kind of had to almost find my my place um, in, in that little pack. Um, so yeah, but I didn't go down the route of being Naughty, or like I think I had like one detention when I was at secondary school. So I think That's I was still, numbers, yeah, I no, compared <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, so I think I was still quite the SWAT, yeah. Um, but I also wanted to try and be cool and be part of the gang, yeah. and you know, like I aspired to be somebody and be be noticed and be important yeah. um, and have a place. So yeah, so I know, I knew that studying hard was important, so I tried to do that as much as possible, but I also recognized that I wasn't particularly good at um, concentrating for long periods of time. I didn't particularly enjoy like writing. I yeah. was much more of a visual person. I enjoyed the practical classes. Yeah. I enjoyed sports. I enjoyed hanging with my friends. Yeah.
0: So I And think- did you notice all that stuff at an early age? Like, did you know that at the time or you were just kind of going with the flow, is that?
1: Uh, let me think. I definitely um knew that I there was something a bit different going on. I don't know if I quite understood what it was. Yeah. Um, but probably during my age of around 14, 15, my mum actually became a counsellor. Um, so she did it voluntarily and she taught me quite a lot about understanding yourself and mm. um asking questions of yourself to try and reflect and understand who you were and where you wanted to go or what you wanted to do or what you know where your place was yeah. so i used some of those techniques on myself so i think until that point i probably didn't really know what was going on
0: yeah
1: and it was only when i started doing the self-reflection um and then i got quite into like spirituality and um psi cards which is like tarot cards but not quite as doom and gloom right <laughs> and they were a bit more happy so they were about self-reflection so that really helped me to kind of try and work out what my skills were and put those into practice and and know that that was who I was.
0: So if you've done all that kind of self-reflecting work knowing who you were, then did you have like a really clear path after school? Like did you just plot this right beautiful? Cause you knew exactly, or did you still kind of get lost and go off on a different- path? Do you know what's
1: really interesting is now, as in my forties, I class myself as a planner and I'm quite organized and I enjoy that. But actually most of my school years and my career have been very much about just take the opportunity that mm. comes at you open a door and see what happens Mm. so in a way I guess I was quite spontaneous so that's really interesting and actually I hadn't really thought about that before until just then when you asked that question is how did I go from being quite spontaneous and just seize every every moment to actually now being very thought provoked and planned and you know
0: diligent and all that kind of stuff
1: and I wonder if that's maybe just a learned behavior in that in life and in business you have to become a little bit more organized and I don't know. Maybe I'm just going with the flow and seeing what works for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe a bit of a common thread. Like as you grow older, maybe you become a little bit more planned and all that kind of stuff, possibly. But do you do you prefer feeling the way you feel like now, like being diligent and planned and all the rest of it, or did you can kind of, do you kind of h- arc back to those kind of carefree days where you're just going with the flow a little bit more? So I bit think I'm envious of I, old Cathy or young Kathy. Imagine Cathy. when I'm like sixty, yeah, what I'm no, going to be yeah. saying.
1: Um, I think what I've done is I've used those skills in different walks of life. So I think in business, I'm much more planned and organized and maybe in my personal life and in my social life, I'm a little bit more spontaneous. And so, you know, going on holiday, for example, I'm quite open-minded. Let's just go somewhere and yeah. have a really great time and not really plan it. Yeah. Um. As long as we've got stuff we need, I would much rather leave it a bit more open. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when I come into work, I might have that open-mindedness as I'm coming into work and I think right let's see what today brings but once I'm at my laptop or having a meeting I then want some structure yeah so that I know that I'm going to hit, hit the goals hit the deadlines whatever it might be
0: so let's roll you back again so you've you know you were a little bit rebellious but not particularly naughty at school is that mm. pretty fair to say and then you kind of went off to university and then Did you kind of come out of university kind of knowing what you wanted to do and had a career path and like, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm going to do? No,
1: definitely not. So I think that was one of my struggles actually through towards my A-levels and into university is I actually didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I thought I wanted to go into some kind of media or TV and I knew I wanted to be in something visual, like a visual medium. Um, But yeah, I had no idea what job title I was going to have so again so maybe I applied my open-mindedness in that situation and I said right let's see where this takes me let me open some doors and see what happens um and that was how I got my first job actually so I was just coming to the end of my university degree um and I worked in a golf club um and a guy called Alan Clayton kind of was I knew he'd started his own business in marketing um and he was playing golf one day and came to the bar for a drink um And I just, I think I just said to him, how's things going with your company? And he was like, great. And I said, oh, are you looking for anyone? Like, I'm open. I'm coming to the end of my university. Um, I wouldn't mind getting a job. And he was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he was at a stage where he was just so open-minded and I just seized the moment and I just thought, let me just ask him and see what happens. And I actually did get a job with him.
0: And was there ever after that, was there ever... That just went smoothly the whole time. Was that quite a tough job? I'm guessing it was quite a small agency. If he's just hiring someone like yeah. at a bar in a golf club or whatever, yeah. it it's not like tiny. he's got an interview process <laughs> or anything, you know. It
1: was tiny. Was it
0: all smooth sailing?
1: Was it smooth sailing? <laughs> yes, in the whole part. I do remember, and it sticks in my mind, because I actually, he told me off. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I mean, I was only 22. Um, but, you know, you like you think you're really mature and you think you've got it all nailed yeah. at 22. And um I used to get the bus to work because um I don't think I had a car at the time. I could definitely drive, but I don't think I had a car at the time. And I got the bus and I used to arrive for work three or four minutes late every day. So it was about five past nine that I'd walk in in the door. And uh he said to me, he said, You're late. And I was like, Well, the bus was late. And he went, I don't care about the bus. He yeah. was like, You need to get an earlier bus. I need you here at nine o'clock. Yeah. And he said it quite abruptly and quite harshly. And I was like, Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> I need to listen to that yeah. like that's really important because in my mind I thought well I was only a few minutes late what's yeah. the big deal but actually that taught me a really strong lesson yeah. that it doesn't matter about anything else outside of work if you don't turn up on time that's impacting somebody else's environment so yeah
0: there was always know. a line when I used to caddy there was always a line if you're if you're not early you're late and mm. like because you couldn't be late you can't mess those yeah. things up but I suppose as you kind of grow up and grow old a little bit older and whatever you realize it like punctuality and things like that like they, it mm-hmm. matters you know turn up to a meeting late kind of just saying to the person i don't value your time as much as at my time because mm-hmm. i couldn't be bothered to turn up on time almost you know so it's things like that so you learn a lot of valuable lessons in that early kind of stage mm-hmm. did you did you know what you wanted to when you were there were you doing what you wanted to do did you know what you wanted to do with your career
1: so because I thought I wanted to go into a visual medium, when I went into that agency, it, was, it wasn't it was very visual at all. It was it was letters. It was direct mail. So it was letters and leaflets and brochures. Um, it wasn't even websites <laughs> at that stage. Um, so I definitely wasn't doing what I thought I wanted to do, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed being part of creating something. And because it was a charity agency, so we did a lot of um, marketing work for charities specifically, and I just fell in love with that sector because I was just like, "Wow, I can actually feel like I'm giving something back yeah. to people, animals, planet, whatever it was." And that was a real value of mine. So it, it matched really well with what I wanted to sort of achieve in life. I think.
0: So is there was there a st- has there been a stage throughout your career when you've gone? Ah, I'm now actually in the perfect spot for what I need to be doing right now, and this is like me on my path?"
1: Mm, no I don't know I don't think it is I think it's again it's every door is opening something different for me so I always thought that I had reached a point where I'd be happy and I was like okay I'm this senior position now and everything life is going to be great title and I've got this whatever and yeah it was like that and then I was like oh hang on a minute now I'm just going to push the bar again yeah and so now I'm keen to step it up again and maybe look at some kind of managing director role you know that would be the next level up and yeah. i don't think i ever thought i would get there but now that i'm where i am i just want to keep raising that bar because i want to challenge myself and push myself outside some boundaries
0: do you think when you get the md role do you think you'll then be like oh, no, spot, or do you think you'll get to the md role and you're like oh, i need to go to the next place i'm
1: i think i might do that but yeah. I, I hopefully i'll stay in in the md role for a while until i've mastered it yeah maybe it's about mastery it's about do you feel that you've 100 percent got that nailed and that you're comfortable with it you're so comfortable with it that it's actually now you need to push that comfort zone a little bit more so maybe i'll be an md for a while and then go okay i'm comfortable now what's next
0: yeah
1: or not i don't know i might be like really comfortable and i want to carry on and different challenges come into my life
0: yeah maybe it's just accepting the fact that actually it's always about maybe there's another step and and yeah. all that kind of stuff as well you yeah. know maybe you never really need to stand still
1: or is the step not just in your career in business is your step then about something different yeah. So is it then about retirement or is it about yeah. children or yeah. dogs or marriage you know depending on what else is going on yeah. in your personal life the, the new comfort zone might be something to do with that
0: So as part of this first season, we thought we'd gift a little bit of airtime to one of White Digital's charity partners for the year, which is Coco Charity. They do loads of great work in East Africa, helping kids get into schools and the communities and the families around that. There's tons of ways you can get involved with Coco Charity from their events around the Northeast, the golf, the ball. You can also get involved in challenges like running the Great North Run or treks. Um, Or if you'd just like to donate, there's a number on the screen. There'll also be a load of information in the description on the video. So get involved if you can. Um, so you're looking at progression on, you know like you've talked about the m d role and things like mm. that, um, and you've got like quite a big team, you know where you know my digital at the moment. Mm-hmm. um like what's your thoughts on like you know what you've learned and like what you're trying to distill in in your team from the stuff that you've learned?
1: So, for me, what I have learned over my career is I always thought my way was the right way, and i as I collected all of these skills and approaches and all these life lessons. I kind of just wanted to tell everybody that that was how to do it. And I think more recently I've learned that everybody has their own way and actually there's no right or wrong. Mm. You need to give people the skills and the tools at a very base level so that they can develop their own way of doing it. And actually that's exactly what I did and Mm. what my mentors have done for me. So I want to be able to give back from that perspective. So it's probably using coaching skills and NLP and things like that to Help people question themselves and do some self-reflection, and then they will find the answer.
0: And have you got any? Have you got any examples of like you know guys in your team kind of like grasping that and running with it and things like that? Yeah.
1: So um when I do my one-to-ones, I try and take a coaching style. So when they bring me a problem and say that I'm ch- having this challenge and I don't know how to deal with it, I would then ask them questions rather than telling them the solution. I would say. Well okay so if you if you looked at it from a different perspective what do you th- what do you think you would say or mm. how would you look at it from you know if if you were looking inside yourself how would you you deal with it Yeah um i'm just trying to think of some example uh, questions or one of the ones that i was always taught is to look at all the options so instead of thinking i've got to find the one answer let's find nine answers let's find all the answers that could possibly be options yeah and then let's look at weigh them up yeah so
0: and do you find the guys have like managed to take that and solve their own problems do you find them more self-sufficient now going down that road i'm asking questions here because i'm terrible at the coaching (laughs) style
1: (laughs) yeah um they definitely take it on board and i think they don't realize i'm doing it which is part of a good thing yeah um but yeah they've definitely taken it on board and i think it's empowered them so they feel more confident yeah so a lot of the questions are about how to do things And then when they realize they actually have the skill, then they're like, oh, okay, okay, I do know how to do it.
0: So like, have you learned that style from reading or can you go back to like an old manager you had or line manager that you had at an old job where you're like, God, they were just a really great manager. Like you have someone that's like, you can look back on and go, God, they were like, just fantastic for my development.
1: So I have a few. There's specific people in my life who I think I've taken some of that role model from, but Yes, I read books and I do audiobook. Listen to audiobooks. I also go to seminars. Um, so I've done a big Tony Robbins and right. the power within yeah. the weekend which shouting is amazing.
0: and hugging and yeah, yeah,
1: like all of the uncomfortable things yeah. that British people don't want to do. Yeah, um, and it was like just play full out. That was their message: play full out and just do it and, yeah. and see what comes out the other end. And that was really a pivotal moment for me: is to just be okay with being you and know that there's 10,000 other people in this room that are probably going through the same challenges and we're all in it together. Like that mm. was pretty powerful. Mm. But yeah, I've had, I've had a, one key mentor who was my first boss. Um, he pretty much taught me everything I knew and gave me opportunity to move up the ladder. Um, I think my mum probably gave me quite a lot of like role model type skills without realizing it. Like I mentioned the counseling that she did like because she was on her own life journey. I was watching her and almost she was doing it in her 40s, whereas I was Mm. doing it in my 20s Mm. or in my teens. So I think I sort of had that early learning of self-reflection and, you know, life skills and knowing that life is a journey and that we're not all, there isn't just one destination. You know, we're here to have experiences and enjoy life, not see it as like this problem thing (laughs) that we have to, Every so, day have to constantly solve.
0: You ever gone back and told your mum about that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. I told you? her a lot, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 You ever gone back and told your old boss that how much of a great mentor he I've, was for you?
1: I have thanked him before. Oh, have you? Yeah, but I probably haven't done it in a very personal way like no. this. Like I think I did it on a text message or something. <laughs> which probably wasn't great, but I've sort of lost touch with him a little bit. But I think he knows. I think Is he, he knows how grateful I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know growing up wanting to be in visual stuff then moving on you know I feel like you've had quite an eclectic kind of career there almost I've always been agency world but you've kind of gone mm-hmm. through like t- tv stuff into like mail order like mail stuff mm-hmm. and now like running a podcast market manager all that kind of stuff like have you got like a vision on past the md thing like you have you got a vision past that or is that you do kind of that's the next step and you kind of that's a plan
1: yeah i think it's a bit of a next step i think i'm at a door opening moment so i think i always had this plan to just keep opening doors and see where it takes me and it just so happened that it took me down a bit of a marketing agency Mm -hmm. route um whereas now i wonder if the marketing agency or the marketing strategy part i've ticked all of those boxes Mm -hmm. and now it's to maybe move into something that's a bit more general like an md or a general manager or you know, I've tried to run my own freelance business before, but actually I wouldn't mind maybe thinking about doing that again, yeah. um, whether that's property business or something different. Yeah. Um, I am a bit conscious that I've spent most of my life working in an office at a laptop. And I just wonder, is there another thing out there? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I actually have to be? inside like i love the outdoors why am i not doing something that's a bit more outdoors orientated
0: (laughs) like my life the caddying thing like that was all outdoors now i'm kind of Mm. office based or car based a lot of the time i actually prefer this as a life almost i don't know it just kind of suits it like suits having things outside of it if you've got Mm -hmm. that kind of settled thing but the property thing i always find is quite interesting if you've got visions of like having loads of property in the future and
1: yeah maybe i think the the dream and this is a shared dream with my husband we would like to build an off-grid home
0: oh really mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah like completely self-sustaining yeah really yeah it might be
1: a too big a dream i don't know but i'd like to just try and yeah, see where we go and
0: <laughs> what's driving that
1: um so we've been dabbling with doing like off-grid stuff at home in our current house um so we just thought if we practice now and practice all those sustainable kind of energy yeah, methods yeah then one day we might be able to like build our own home plus we watch a lot of grand designs. <laughs> <laughs> but That'll yeah, do it. yeah so it's, got, I think it's just an interest
0: so you can have like a worm house out the back chewing up all your everything and yeah, all that completely composting toilet here. love that
1: um what else built into the side of a um kind of a hill or something so yeah. that that gives you the heat yeah so you don't need to have nice. so, well you'd have solar as well but
0: so you mentioned yeah. husband mm-hmm. and you've got a stepson yeah as well mm-hmm. what's that like how's that been is like a journey like you know kind of been like stepmum and all that kind of stuff that must be an interesting
1: yeah so um I met Adam quite late on in life I was 35 when I first met him so I'm really grateful that we actually met each other later because I hear a lot of horror stories of people meeting when they're young and then they get divorced Uh and it's awful and kids are traumatized and all that kind of stuff yeah so I'm actually really for me anyway obviously it's different for everybody but for me I'm really glad that I did have A lot of time to learn about who i was first before i met my life partner so meeting him at 35 was was great and i think we were just on much more of the same level like Mm. we knew where we wanted to go with life and we'd done a lot of travel and we'd done a lot of life experiences already separately and we kind of brought that together Mm. so i met gabe my stepson when he was five so it was quite he was quite young um so i've been quite a big part and hopefully a positive role model for him he's 15 now so. Ten years of him having
0: having uh, you around, yeah, a like having like round.
1: three part um, three parents yeah. is like really open-minded yeah. for for a young boy. I just think you know he learned a lot from all of us in a different yeah. way. Yeah, so it's it's quite interesting. But I come from a very um, together family, like not a broken family. So my mom and dad are still married, like fifty years later, which is
0: a rarity these days, yeah. I'd probably say. As and well. I have
1: two yeah. brothers, and so I had that very. Um, together family upbringing yeah um and so it's really interesting to be part of a family where he's growing up with different families and different homes so
0: but he still feel must feel like he must feel so loved having three parents essentially you know like everywhere he goes it must feel
1: yeah he does so he really got into when he was about seven he used to enjoy writing powerpoint presentations very that interesting, seems, interesting yeah, for a seven-year-old. It wasn't me when I was seven. No. <laughs> um, and one of the presentations he did, he had a thing in there where he said about having three parents and how important that was for him and that he got all of this amazing stuff, like for a seven-year-old to write this was amazing. Yeah. And I read it, you know, because he did it on my laptop. So he didn't actually show it to me. I was a bit secret. In that. <laughs> I came across it on my laptop and I read it. But, yeah. And he just said something along the lines of having three parents has really helped me learn about different things
0: that must feel like nice that.
1: yeah it was lovely because i didn't really know how we felt about having yeah. a stepmom
0: but so, yeah you you got it nice and clear yeah um you mentioned brothers older yeah. younger two younger two younger what's mm-hmm. it like having two were they boisterous young brothers and you look after them and keep them <laughs> right or
1: all of those things yeah so when i said earlier about being the leader of the pack i think because i'm the eldest i yeah. tended to be the golden child and i did everything right and i led the pack and you know looked after them and yeah. kept them kept them online but yeah they were quite boisterous but I think I was a bit of a tomboy so, yeah,
0: kind so of. you kind of keep up with them
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. so out drinking and things like that with them
1: not with my brothers no no
0: with not that friends. sort of relationship no, with your I friends
1: think, yeah I think I was two years older than my brother next down so when I got to 15 16 <laughs> I was out with my friends
0: so we've got a, a set question that we have here. Obviously, we're in the cellar room. You can have any any drink you like. So if you're out with your friends drinking and all the rest of it, what's your favorite drink of choice?
1: So now it would be way more sophisticated than it was when I was 15. I think I used to drink K cider down the park when I was 15. Um, now it's probably a rum and coke.
0: A rum and coke. Yeah. And, and the other set question that we kind of have here is that, you know, if, if you could if you could only pick like one lesson that you've kind of learned throughout your career on the way to getting to where you are now and the dreams of MD and all that kind of stuff, if you could only pick one thing, like have you got a one thing that you can kind of put down a lot of success to?
1: Self-reflection. Yeah.
0: Explain that a little bit more.
1: So asking questions of yourself to try and find the answer or find the path or just explore or be curious about. What that means and
0: try and find that like, absolute honesty and truth and all that yeah. kind of very interesting chatting to you kathy thank you very much for your You're time cool. today um if you've liked what you've seen and um you you want to catch it again we'll have another episode again next week uh, if you've got any feedback obviously jump in touch and if you do like what you've seen obviously like it and share it and all that good stuff thank you very much for watching